Pray with me. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to gather as your people. Uh, Lord, we thank you that although you are a transcendent God, that you have come near to us through Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you've invited us into a relationship uh, with you. Uh, God, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have as a church family this morning to open your word, to hear from you, uh, to think about uh, your goodness and your grace that you've shown to us through Jesus, to celebrate uh, what you have done in the past and to look forward uh, to what you will do in the days ahead. Uh, God, thank you so much for this church family. Thank you for uh, these brothers and sisters that you've given us the joy and privilege of walking together. Uh, God, we love you. We thank you so much for loving us first. We pray these things in Jesus' name and by your spirit. Amen. You may have a seat. Hey, Phil, uh, I'm going to ask our elders, Phil, Billy, and Chris, if they would to come forward. Chris, could you do me a favor? Could you grab my Bible and uh, my notes there? Because it could be awkward if I don't have those. No, uh, yeah, 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 it's there. Perfect. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm good for something. Hey, that's not true, Chris. <laughs> Uh, well, that is true. You are good. You are good for that sounded that sounded bad. I thought about it for a second, and I I just agreed. Well, you said you were good for nothing, and I just agreed with you. That's not true. Um, oh, okay, good. Uh, this is a unique Sunday at Christ Point. We do this the first Sunday of each year. Uh, we kind of hit pause, and before we jump into our sermon series. Uh, we invite the elders to come up, uh, really to do a few things. Number one, to remind our church family of our purpose, why we exist as a church. We really believe it's important uh, for us to be moving in the same direction as a church family. Uh, secondly, we do this uh, to, uh, just to give thanks to God and remember what he has done this past year. And then lastly, we want to look forward this morning and, uh, and pray together as God moves uh, this, this next year. And so um, we really believe that this time is valuable on Sunday morning. And so sometimes people ask us, hey, why do you bring the elders up uh, for this Sunday to have uh, everyone share, to hear from everyone? Why don't you just hop into the next uh, sermon series? And uh, we do that for a few reasons. Number one, we are a forgetful people. Uh, amen. If you're younger, maybe you don't realize that you will be forgetful one day, uh, but you, you will be. Take my word for it. I'm looking, all you young people below the age of 40-ish, you're going to start forgetting things. And so we want to remember as a church family why we exist. Um, secondly, we are an elder-led church. Um, in all my years in ministry, almost 20 years, I've never had anyone come up to me and say, James, we should do a sermon series on church governance um, nobody has ever asked that before. When we talk about like how the church is run, uh, typically that's not a topic that is exciting uh, to many people. And, and yet it's important for us as a church to remember that we are an elder-led church, which simply means um, that this isn't my show. Uh, this isn't the James show where I kind of rally a few helpers, minions to sort of do the work and, and boss people around. That's not how it works. We are a group of men who have been called by God, we believe, to lead uh, this church family. We're all gifted uniquely and differently. Um, we all have strengths and weaknesses. Uh, Chris has strengths that Phil does not. Uh, Billy has strengths that I do not. And we believe that we are better working together uh, than we are separately. Um, that's good and healthy for the church. Uh, it is good and healthy for us as individuals. Um, this was, we believe, God's design for the church. The church is not uh, designed to be a, a one-man show. And so it's important for us that, that you and our church family 
see this lived out in a practical way. Um, to hear from Chris, to hear from Billy, to hear uh, from Phil is just as powerful and impactful as hearing from me. To have one of these guys pray for you is every bit as powerful and impactful as having me pray for you. Uh, we are better uh, together. And then third, the reason that we all come up here on the first Sunday that we meet together each new year is because we want to invite you to pray along with us uh, as we press into this new year and ask God to do uh, what we believe uh, he, he can do. He, he, uh, if God doesn't move, let me put it this way, if God doesn't move and act, nothing of eternal value takes place. And so we're desperate and we're needy for God to move and act. And so we want to invite you uh, this morning uh, to pray along with us uh, as we kind of move into this next year. Uh, so we're going to share together about our reason for being, why we exist as a church, our why, uh, and then we're going to talk about how we practically live that out. And so I'm going to share a little bit about our purpose, our why. And then we have four core E statements. I'm going to talk about uh, those uh, this morning. And you'll hear from each of these guys. I warned a couple of them this morning. I'm like, hey, out of the gate, I'm going to be talking a little bit. You're going to get nervous and wonder, why am I actually up here? Is he going to talk the whole time? Billy doesn't have a mic, so he can't say anything. Billy, this was, in, this was intentional. We gave Chris a mic this morning. We gave Phil a mic. I have a mic. <laughs> Billy does not have a mic. Uh, we exist as a church to point people uh, to Jesus, kind of plain and simple. Um, nothing more and nothing less. Uh, we believe that life is found in a relationship with, uh, with Jesus, um, we are, we, Christ's point, we are just one outpost uh, around the world that is advancing the gospel. Um, we, are, we are not the, the biggest and the best uh, show in town. I tell people all the time, in heaven, no one is going to have a Christ point bumper sticker uh, on their car, and that's not going to be because there's not going to be vehicles there. It's just to emphasize the fact that this is, like, this is not our, our, we're not here to advance our name. Like, Christ's point isn't a brand. Like, we exist to point people to Jesus, period. Um, we see this example in Scripture from others who have come before us. I think of the life of John the Baptist in uh, John chapter 1, the Gospel of John. By the way, we're going to be in the Gospel of John next week. Really, this whole next year, we're going to be walking through the Gospel of John. But there's this scene where John the Baptist sees Jesus coming from a distance, and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Uh, John lived his life to point other people to Jesus. When John was challenged by some of his own followers that more people were leaving John's ministry and going to Jesus's ministry, John simply said, he must increase and I must decrease. Um, that is a good way to live, right? To point people to Jesus and simply say, he must increase and I must decrease. To, to remind people that life is not about me, it is about him. And so we point people to Jesus. I know in saying that, that sounds a little churchy, or at least it can. And so oftentimes people ask, well, how do we do that? How do we point people to Jesus? And at Christ's point, there are four practical ways 
uh, that we pursue that purpose together. Uh, number one, we encounter the life-transforming power of the Word of God. Uh, secondly, we experience authentic community. Uh, third, we establish a culture of joyful service. And fourth, we engage all people. And so I want to share with you a little bit about what does it mean to encounter the life-transforming power of the Word of God. Uh, last week, I was in uh, Melissa and I's closet in our master bedroom, and uh, we, were, we were getting something off the top shelf, or at least Melissa was trying to, and she said, uh, James, I need, I was, I was in the bedroom, she said, James, I need your height for a minute. Listen, when you're 5'7", and someone says to you, I need your height for a minute, you go immediately. Like, I don't know if that's ever happened in my life. And so I ran to the, to the closet as quickly as I could. I'm like, what do you need? And she's like, James, there's some things on the, on the top shelf that I need down. Can you get them? And I was like, sure, like I can get them. And so I started moving things from the top shelf, only I'm not incredibly tall. And so there was this little Tupperware thing with a bunch of receipts on the top shelf, and I started pulling it down, and little did I know that on top of this little Tupperware deal, uh, there was uh, this little plastic, like hard plastic thing with little uh, three-by-five cards that Melissa had when she was in high school. Uh, she would write out Bible verses on these little three-by-five cards and put them in this little box. And then she would go through the cards and just remember the verses. I didn't know what was up there. And so when I grabbed the little Tupperware thing, the box fell right on my face. I can see where it is. And, and it literally hit me like right on my lip. And so I, you know, I like pout a little bit. I leave the room and I, I gather myself, you know, and, and I walk back in. And, uh, and Melissa looks at me and smiles and goes, James, the, uh, the word is really powerful, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't think it was as funny as you do. Uh, when, we, when we talk about encountering the life-transforming power of the word of God, uh, we are communicating that God's word is powerful and it has the ability to change your life forever. Right? God is in the business of changing people, and one of the ways that he does that is through his word. Uh, we believe that teaching the word is not an end to itself, but it's an essential way to point people to Jesus. What we mean by that is that our hope and prayer is not simply that our people at Christ's point would be Bible smart. But that's, that's not the call of Scripture. It, it's not to win a game of Bible trivial pursuit. There were people who were Scripture smart, Bible smart in the Bible uh, who didn't know the God of the Bible. I think of Jesus' words to the Pharisees in John chapter 5, verse 39. He says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they uh, that bear witness about me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Right? So scripture isn't simply an end in and of itself. Scripture points to Jesus. We want to know Jesus because as we grow to know Jesus, Jesus changes us. Uh, Christ Point teaches the Word of God in such a way that it, it enhances our relationship with the triune God so that each person, each person will experience greater heart transformation. What we mean by that is simply God is in the business of changing you and me, and He does it from the inside out. 
one of the many ways that God changes us is through his word. So we open up his word, we encounter his word, and God uses his word uh, to change us. Our aim here at Christ Point is to teach the word faithfully on Sunday morning uh, to those in attendance in our groups, uh, to our students, and uh, to our kids. Uh, We oftentimes will be walking through a book of the Bible uh, like we're going to start doing next week, and we're going to be in the Gospel of John all year long um, because we believe that as we walk through the Word together, uh, God changes us. And we want to do that faithfully on Sunday morning, but not just on Sunday morning. We want to invite people uh, to do that throughout the course of the week. Uh, We want everyone, like personally, we want you, when you leave this place, before your head hits the pillow at night or when you get up in the morning or when you drive to work or on your lunch break. Like we want to call people to open up the word and hear from God. I'm not just here from from James or from Phil or from Chris or from Billy, but to hear from God. And and God has given you, if you're a believer, his spirit uh, to help you know and understand uh, the, the word. One of the ways that we point people to Jesus is by encountering the life-transforming power of the Word of God. Another way that we point people to Jesus is by experiencing authentic community. Uh, And Chris is going to share with you uh, what that looks like. Yeah, Um, I was thinking as Jody got up here, she shared multiple ways for each one of you to um, be engaged and get engaged and everything else. it's one of our E's. You can read this on the website, but um, I was thinking, I've been thinking, thinking multiple things we were talking. When you walk through that door, you are a believer in Christ. Uh, you've become a community, part of this community here. To build that, to make that a little more special, um, it takes time. Um, to experience Jesus fully means to experience him in community. Uh, much like the human body, believers are interdependent parts of one another. Uh, Romans 12, 4 and 5 says, For as one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. And so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Um, We encourage you, each person, to experience that authentic community through Sunday morning worship uh, by becoming a part of a small group, by serving on teams. James pointed that out. Um, But we don't want to do that to put another to-do thing on your list for the new year. Uh, we're encouraging you to do this for yourself. Um, it, you know, it can become a to-do thing. We don't want that. We want you to, in, to grow in Christ. We want you to be encouraged. We want you to understand that the, the Christian walk is not a um, do this and everything's going to work out fine. It's we're broken people walking through a world that's broken, and yet Christ gives us the power uh, through his life and his death and his resurrection. And so um, authentic community means a journey toward transparency that emanates from the grace we have received so we can freely share our joys, hurts, fears, sins, and shortcomings. And there are many in each one of us. So it means we extend this grace to others as we pray for each other, meet each other's needs, and respect each other's boundaries. Okay? And finally, believers rejoice, be made complete. Uh, This is 2 Corinthians. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said this. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, finally, believers rejoice. This is the Amplified Version. I love it. Be made complete. Be what you should be. Be comforted. Be like-minded. Live in peace. Enjoy the spiritual well-being experienced by believers who walk closely with God. 
And the God of love and peace, the source of loving kindness, will be with you. So that is our desire for you um, and when we say authentic community. And uh, we just want to encourage you this year to, to plug in if you can. You've, you've heard multiple re how, ways to do that. And try not to make it a to-do item. Just do it because you want to do it and encourage yourself. So that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's dangerous to be alone, right? <clears throat> if you're a man or woman or a young man or young woman, uh, the enemy will attack and he'll come after you. So you have to be in godly community. Um, so we would encourage you to do that, um, implore you to do that. Uh, so our purpose is to point people to Jesus. One of the ways we do that is by encountering the life-transforming power of the Word of God. The second way is by experiencing authentic community. Um, the third way is by establishing a culture of joyful service. And so one of the ways we do that is by this right here, establishing a culture of joyful service. This morning, I, uh, I came in early, and I was just sitting back where Garrett's sitting, him and Hollister, and I was just listening to worship. And, um, and it was just a beautiful thing. And, um, and, but that just doesn't happen, right? Um, you have a tech team in the back that's running that. You have people like uh, Henry and uh, Doc Carter and, and uh, Troy and others just putting the time in. And then I, I saw Jody come in to get read, ready for the kids. Uh, Anna come in and prepare the back. Um, and that's establishing a culture of joyful service. They aren't serving because they have to. They're serving because they get to. And uh, Matthew 20, 28 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for all. And so Jesus, we point people to Jesus. And he was the ultimate um, model for us. And so joyful service emerges from a heart that is responding to God's grace and his love, a heart full of gratitude. Scripture teaches that uh, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ for good works, his service that God has prepared for each of us to do. Christ's point endeavors to establish and sustain a culture in which believers are encouraged to discover their own gifts and their talents and their design and serve in areas that both align with the gifts God's given you and also the needs within Christ Point. Uh, every ministry position at Christ Point uh, carries considerable and significant value um, and is indispensable in accomplishing the vision of Christ Point in the same way each part of your body is critical to your health and indispensable. Uh, Christ Point will strive to build our serving ministries uh, on biblical-based principles, structure, and processes that ensure the best fit and experience uh, for those serving in any capacity uh, at Christ Point and in our community. So uh, when we serve, uh, using the gifts God's given us, the church body is built up and God is glorified. He's glorified. Just like Jesus glorified his Father by coming in obedience and walking 33 years and dying on the cross for you and for me and offering us the free gift of salvation. Um, and so uh, I'm excited for this upcoming season uh, as um, leaders move into joyful service, um, those who are currently serving and also those who are moving into areas where God has gifted them. And so our prayer is for each one of you that uh, God would prick your heart and say, all right, where, where do you serve within the body of Christ? What's that look like? 
And so um, one of the ways we point people to Jesus is by establishing a culture of joyful service. Thanks, guys. Um, hey, I'm Billy. Um, and last but not least, our, our fourth core E statement is engaging all people. Um, and as we point people to Jesus, um, you know, we got to define what does it mean to engage all people? What does that mean for limited human beings to do that? Um, Colossians 4, 5 says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. There's a different translation called the Living Bible Translation that I love that says, make the most of your chances to tell others the good news. Be wise in all your contacts with them. So what does it look like to point people to Jesus uh, by engaging them? Well, it starts at home. It starts with those that we're closest to. It starts with those that are in our path. Um, it means learning to engage the people that are in front of us. And I remember when my kids were earlier in their teen years, this, I, I had kind of a shift in how I viewed shepherding my kids because I started thinking, what does it look like for me to point them to Jesus? Would it change which conversations I have, where I'm quiet when I otherwise wouldn't have been, or where I speak up when I otherwise would be quiet? When I remove my ego from it, when I remove some need for me to feel special or secure and make it about pointing them to Jesus, as if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, they're with Jesus. I'm not the glue. They are. He is. He's got them. So what does it mean to engage people in such a way as to point them to Jesus? Well, it starts by learning how to do that with the people that are closest to us. If we can't do it at home, it doesn't matter what we do in Honduras or at church or anywhere else. Okay? we got to do it at home first. And then we do it with our neighbors. We do it with those we work with. We do it with those we live life with. The next way we do it is by everybody is a greeter. I don't know if you know this or not, whether you, but, but Jorge and Andy and Anna may be the best greeters in the history of the world, but we are all greeters. So at church, when we're here, we are called, we want to encourage people to have conversations, to engage and learn how to, how to connect with other people. How do we do that? We do that by hearing stories. We do that by sharing our story. We do that by listening. We do that by, by thinking in such a way as to, again, point them to Jesus. And you go, well, how can I point people to Jesus? When I, how can I have a conversation when I'm thinking about pointing them to Jesus? Well, if we're doing our first E where we're encountering the life-transforming word of God, then it's sinking into us. It's just part of who we are. If we're in authentic community, then we're learning how to do that in a respectful way. Right? And if we're experiencing joyful service where we're in our lane, then we're going to be happy to talk about it anyway. And so we do that by, by engaging those around us at Christ Point. Um, engaging also means uh, as we spend time with them, we then learn to engage those in our community and in our city and in the world that God has called Christ Point, that God called us to, to share the gospel with. We partner with ministries that are really good at what they do, both in our city that are nearby um, and then those that are literally on the other side of the world. Um, we have some values that are really important to us. We pray. We bathe all this in prayer. We've never prayed more than we pray now, we as leaders and as a church, and I hope that's, we can say that again a year from now. We want to get better at praying. We want to do it more. Uh, we, we believe we have to be intentional. It, we don't drift towards engaging. We don't drift towards authentic community. We don't drift towards holiness. We've got to be intentional in doing that, right? And so we're, 
We're passionate about that. And then from a mission standpoint, the engaging all people, our missions focus falls under that, under that E. And we do that by st through strategic partnerships. We do not have to reinvent the wheel. We are not the glue. We're not, we, we want to come along people. We partner, we do an OCC Operation Christmas Child event with Samaritan's Purse, who's the best on the planet at doing what they do. We work with children's, or partner with Children's Impact Network in Honduras and in other places. We work with Uncharted. We work with people that are really good at what they do. One Seven, the ministry downtown, um, is excellent at that. And we want to come alongside and invest in them. And so we're real serious about, uh, about these E's and, and this engaging all people. This is the one I could talk about all day. James has already taken up all the time, so I'm going to cut it a little bit short. Uh, I'm kidding. That's it. Um, that, but hopefully that gives a, a summary of that. Yeah, at the, at the end of each year, thank you, uh, gentlemen, for sharing. At the end of each year, the elders gather together for a short retreat. And uh, one of the things that we do each year is we, we pause, and before we dream about and pray about what God uh, might do the next year, we always kind of look back and remember what he has done. I think as followers of Jesus, God's called us to a life of gratitude that expresses itself in praise. And so this morning, before we share with you just a few goals and objectives we have for this next year, uh, we wanted to share with you first just some of the things that we are grateful for as we look back to what God has done this past year. And so Chris, why don't you, uh, why don't you begin by sharing a few of the things um, that you're grateful for as you reflect back on last year. So I got to thank the guys. Um, I had to leave early on the retreat. So these guys generated most of these thankfuls, and um, I'm grateful for them. Uh, first one, we love having Donnie and Susie and some of their family members worshiping and continuing relationships with us. Uh, the Ayler family has been really good to us. And uh, just what a legacy God has created using them and the land he entrusted to them. Um, we're just really grateful for that relationship. Um, and that it continues. Uh, second, we've had some tough decisions and conversations uh, that have been made, and that's part of engaging uh, and part of uh, just being wise stewards. Uh, this shows growth in our authentic community, and that's part of our authentic community growth. Um, and authentic means we do, not, we do our best not to avoid difficult conversations, but with grace seek to courageously resolve our differences in a manner that would please Jesus. And so... Uh, that's part of life and part of being in the church as well, part of any organization, I would say. Uh, lastly, there's been a commitment to not cut corners uh, with volunteers and people. And this is really critical. We're, uh, when a church starts to grow and needs uh, are pressing, uh, the temptation is to fill those needs with any volunteer available. Can you fog a mirror? Away you go. Uh, so, uh, but protecting our church family and people, we thank God uh, for sending uh, us process through Newland Associates. That process has helped us dramatically in placing the right people in the right positions and just, um, uh, just protecting that process and protecting that, uh, that way of putting the right people in the right position. Yeah. So that's it. Can you fog a mirror? Can you fog a mirror? <laughs> I haven't heard that before. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, so a few things I'm grateful for and thankful for. Uh, our student ministry. Um, God's been really, really good and gracious to us with our youth group, our middle school and high school students. Uh, and also, he's brought uh, a good number of leaders that don't fog. They do fog mirrors, but they are gifted at what they do. They love Jesus, and, um, and they're very good at uh, mentoring and loving our students. And so we've added uh, two uh, men and two women to our student ministry, even this last season, 
uh, with middle school and high school. And so our student ministry has grown from about 25 on Sunday nights to about 45 to 50. And so God is just, and we have friends bringing friends, and uh, we've been able to disciple uh, young men and women, and, and God's just been really gracious to us there. Um, and so we encourage this next season as we continue to grow and, and point these students to Jesus. Um, another one is like the women's ministry. Um, we got a lot of women in here. And so uh, Anna Pierce has done a really good job of growing that and, and building a team. And uh, y'all have had a retreat. Uh, we've had if tables, small groups forming, like a lot of authentic community and uh, women getting to know each other and doing life together. And um, that's been really encouraging for us in this last season. And um, and also, just if you think about this property that we were able to use, God has been really good to us be able to use this property um, throughout the week. Our land over here, we've used uh, the land that we have and the house has been renovated. So we're using that as meeting space for our, our office, women's ministry meets there, uh, men's men, we have a men's group that meets there on uh, Thursday nights, and our students, we've, we do celebrations over there, so we've really started to wear out that land in this as well, and so, and last is just financially, God's been uh, very generous through you all uh, to his church here, and so um, just with uh, us trying to get enough for a down payment. We're almost halfway there for a down payment. We have $187,000 already raised for that. And uh, $110,000 came in just in the month of December. And so that's a, that's a really big deal. And so we praise God for that and just the generosity um, of you all and uh, understanding that nothing we have is ours. And so um, and as, as I look out to just thankful for um, not only faces that have been here for a while, but for new faces as well. And it's really encouraging to see uh, just people uh, who love Jesus and also those who don't know Jesus be able to come and just experience authentic community. Thanks, guys. Uh, I can't really see any faces. It's bright up here, but I know, I know they're there. Um, I'm grateful for a handful of things. One is the 11 folks that went, all guys who went to Honduras this past summer. Uh, that was a real godsend. It was it was awesome to go back. We we had missed some time because of COVID. Uh, we're gearing up for the the trip coming up this this coming July. So really excited about that. I'm grateful for a, a much deeper partnership, or at least as it feels like it's growing deeper with One Seven. Um, we love um, being able to go there more often and getting to know them, Kaiza and. Sydney and, and David, and then getting to know Anam and Gabe and, and just the, the kids that, and, and adults. They're not all kids. They're adults, too, and they're sharp, uh, and they're really good at soccer. Um, <laughs> and, and so um, they're, they're, they're just fun to be around. We are different because God uses them to change us, and so I'm grateful that we've been able to, to go deeper with them. Our GO team has done an amazing job. Our GO team oversees our, our missions efforts. Um, the 1-7 uh, relationship I mentioned, OCC packing party, uh, the, the shoe boxes. Um, I want to mention a few people. Everything that happens here is people. Uh, God using people in their lane. Becky Coleman is a rock star. Uh, her heart and her commitment and, mm. and faithfulness um, is, is something to be uh, emulated by all of us. Uh, Heather Henry and um, Dixie Cody on the OCC team. When you get Becky, Dixie, and, and Heather in a room to solve a problem, you better be ready for the solution because they're going to have it. Um, they are really, really good. Um, I'm grateful for 
uh, Grant coming on the 17 core team. Um, I'm grateful for our impact team. Um, like I, I mentioned, Jorge and Andy and Anna and, and Patrick's coming on board. Uh, I love serving with them. Their heart, their authenticity, their engagement um, is is just fun to be around. Um, I'm really uh, also excited for our new security team. Um, the guys that are on that are, I mean, we, we've talked about a security team. Uh, I want you to know who they are, but they probably don't care if you know who they are. We want you to know that we have security and that, that, that people that are in here are being cared for and watched over. But we want to do that without you having to worry about it. Or, or you know, th these are behind the scenes guys and they're really solid. Um, I'm humbled to be able to, to shepherd them and be a part of what we're doing. Uh, Carrie, our, our off-duty officer, is a sweetheart, and I'm pretty sure she could, she would literally take me out if I, if I got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's just an, a, a, a real uh, kindness to her and, and also effectiveness. And that's what I feel on the impact team and with the security team and just meshing that together. Uh, as we live in a world that that is growing more and more um, against what we talk about here, and so uh, God has been really, really good to uh, Christ Point, and I'm grateful for that. And it's the gospel that changes all that. I'm I'm so incredibly grateful that everybody here, if you know Jesus, we are proof to the world that God changes people. Every one of us. We can't help but be that proof, and so. We are salt and light, and we come to Christ Point to learn uh, how to do that um, effectively and, and, and authentically. So it's been fun to be a part of that. Yeah, thanks so much. I mean, kind of playing off what you said, Billy, when I think about the things that I'm grateful for this past year, um, you know, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness and kindness that he has shown to us as a church. I think when you look at the, the history and the life of any church, you will uh, notice or see that churches have a tendency to go through uh, unusual or different or unique seasons uh, throughout their history. Um, and, and I've just been recently more and more thinking back to, you know, to our own history and and regardless of what season I, I consider, I'm always reminded that during that season, God has been faithful, uh, God has been kind, God has been true to his promises, um, and that is, that is life-giving. I'm grateful for our, our elders, I'm grateful for our staff, I am grateful for the countless uh, volunteers that we have at Christ Point. It is amazing to be able to kind of step back and see how God has gifted each and every person uniquely and differently, and then to watch them serve in their lane is God-glorifying. I mean, you just sit back and you'll go, gosh, look what you did, God. <laughs> look at how you made him. Look at how you made her. Um, like church, I mean, God dreamed it up. He called the church body to function like a, a body with unique um, uh, roles and opportunities to serve, and to see that in action um, just blows me away. If you are here this morning and you serve in any capacity at Christ Point, I often give uh, God thanks for you. It's a beautiful thing uh, to watch. I am grateful that this past year, uh, by God's grace, we were able to baptize uh, 10 people. And I'm grateful for that because it reminds me um, that God brings spiritually dead people to life. Uh, it reminds me that the gospel is powerful, that, that when God calls us, when he speaks, 
speaks to us when he opens our eyes and helps us to see the beauty of Jesus, we are never uh, the same. And to see those uh, 10 people kind of take that step of obedience and celebrate the good work that God has done in their lives is, is really something to see. Uh, as, as we consider uh, next year, 2023, or as Billy likes to call it, or did this morning, 2024. He skipped a year. He, he did. He did. Uh, we just want to share with you just a few practical ways where we're praying to God for God to move and act this next year, and then we're going to pray uh, together. We'll worship and then be dismissed. And so, uh, Phil, why don't you start us off and talk about one of the goals that we have this sure. next year? So our, one of our goals is breaking ground. Uh, we have six and a half acres right off of Ridge Road, and uh, God has strategically placed Christ Point in the middle of a growing community. Uh, there's thousands and thousands of men and women and children uh, just right around the corner of Stone's Throw and um, who need the gospel, who need the good news, who are lost, who are broken. And um, there's, there's nothing better than to be able to share the gospel and see p- people's lives changed. And so uh, we have the best news ever on the planet and, be- and, and believe God has called us to share it with them. And so we exist to point people to Jesus, and we want to do... We want that for ourselves, we want it for our children, uh, and we want it for the future generations and our neighbors. And so we believe a permanent facility, a church facility, will give us increased ministry opportunities for both the community and around, um, around this area. And, so, and we'll wear it out. It's not use it on Sunday. We're going to wear it out. We want God to look down and say, man, that, when, he, when G- Jesus comes back, say, that's already destroyed. <laughs> we, they have worn this place out. Um, and so with that in mind, one of our 2022 goals was to have a master plan for building and God willing to break ground. And so we praise God. Uh, we have a master plan and we're nearly uh, half our way to the $400,000 goal of breaking ground and down payment. And so to date, we have 187000 that's been given towards that $400,000 down payment. Uh, last year, we were approved for a $2.5 million loan. Uh, we have two lenders that we're working with right now, and the construction costs came in above the original order of magnitude, so we're working with to get those costs back in line and also revisiting our borrowing capacity. And so uh, God's assembled an amazing team uh, to talk about various gifts and talents, amazing team, because I'm not gifted or talented to do any of that. And so we've got uh, Heather Henry and Olivier and Brandon and Chris and Matt all working uh, hand-in-hand to, to help us make the right decisions and to uh, move us closer to that. So we praise God uh, for their work in that. And this is a really big print, so I have to use my glasses. So it is very big. I'm still in denial. I have to use glasses. They're up here. Um, so we see this. So what's the next step for us with our groundbreaking? So, uh, again, we see this property as... 100% a tool to point people to Jesus. That's it, a tool. Just like this microphone is a tool for you guys to hear me. It's a tool. Um, and that's why we exist, is to point people to Jesus. And so our prayer is to raise the remaining 213000 of the 400000 for a down payment, to finalize our cost for construction and to in our lending, and then we break ground. That's our prayer for this year. And so this is our prayer and our, our hope by faith. And so... So one of our goals is to break ground this year. Continue to pray with us in that and partner with us. And uh, let's use, let's, let's really see together what God does this year in that because he's been so, so generous 
So we praise God for that. Thanks, Phil. Uh, another thing we're um, praying for for 2023 is... Um, for additional leaders, volunteer leaders over ministries, um, men's ministry, um, small groups, uh, our missions efforts, um, people that uh, Chris mentioned, fog a mirror. That's that's not who we're looking for. Um, the bar is. I mean, it's a privilege to be able to serve God's kingdom, and we want to do it really, really well. Uh, and there are people that are that I can't see, but you can see me, hopefully. That. Um, that are in the audience right now or, or watching that have gifts that God designed you to use. Uh, and before the world began, you were designed to use that. And, and it's going to come to pass. And so we're just going to be ready for that. And we're praying for that so that you can um, step up and serve in your lane. And we all can. Um, we want Jesus to increase while we decrease. In order for that to happen, we have to, we have to, uh, continue to move in the direction he wants us to go and be open-handed with that. And so we want to to pray towards volunteer leaders. The, there's there's no stronger commitment than a volunteer. Um, and that a volunteer army is really difficult to defeat. I don't know if you know that, but it's true, uh, versus, versus a drafted army. And so we are a volunteer army, and we are invading the world. Uh, we get to play a part in what God is doing for all eternity, and it is an amazing privilege. And so uh, welcoming that and praying for mm. that. Thank you. Thanks, Billy. Chris? That's a yeah. good word. Um, so I was thinking, too, if you knew the history of Christ Point, uh, it'd be interesting. You would, you would say, that's a God thing. And so if you ever get a chance to take uh, Discover Christ Point, the class, I'd highly recommend it uh, mm. to hear where our roots are, where we came from, and how we uh, got to here. It's just mm. an amazing story. So it's only a God thing. Uh, we're also, uh, for this new year, we, we love our CP Kids team. And, uh, so proud of what they do uh, and how they pour into our kids. Uh, we have this idea for the new year. Uh, we want to add some men to be a part of our CP Kids program. Uh, Wes, you're the only guy I know of that's back there, so hang in there, brother. Uh, we would like for men to teach once a quarter, and the elders will be leading the charge uh, in the first quarter of this year. So uh, we'll add more qualified and godly men throughout the year as it comes. So, Yeah, I, I love to just think about and dream about as a parent, like knowing that this quarter, these three guys are going to be over at CP Kids, pouring biblical truth into the hearts and lives of, of your kids, uh, which is pretty amazing to, to think about. And so I'm excited to see that, that team continue to grow and strengthen. Uh, lastly, this next year, we want to, uh, to clarify and execute an assimilation plan for discipleship. When you come on Sunday morning and walk into the barn, there is a sign, I believe, outside that door that should say, Welcome Home. And we want you to not only feel that, but experience it. When we talk about assimilation, uh, what we mean by that is what does it mean uh, to be a part of what God is doing uh, in this house, within this family? Uh, if you are here this morning, we want you to be able to clearly know uh, what your next steps are to take. Uh, Melissa and I live in a neighborhood that is close to 73. Uh, oftentimes, when we need to go somewhere, we need to make a left out of, uh, out of that neighborhood onto 73. If you've ever tried to make a left onto 73 from Jim Johnson, it's not always easy to do, particularly in the morning 
or in the afternoon when people start getting off of work. And so oftentimes we'll pull up to 73. Traffic is flying by at about 65 miles per hour. And we will be waiting there as a family with our left-hand turn signal on uh, and just trying to get out in traffic alive. And so cars are zipping by, and oftentimes when I'm with my family, I will look over at Melissa, and she'll do one of these things. She'll be like this, like because she is remembering what it was like to be a little girl and what it was like to, to jump rope when two people had either side of the rope, and they were doing this with the rope, and you would wait, and you would try to go like, I'm going to try to jump into this thing without having that rope like wrap around me. Right? Have you ever done that before? Remember what that was like? Uh, sometimes it feels like becoming a part of a church body can be like that. Like you come in and you're going, okay, I want to I go where they're going. I want to be a part of this. It's like you're 16 years old. You've been given your driver's license. You're driving for the first time and you're trying to merge onto 85 or 77 in the heart of rush hour traffic. Nobody's whispering into your ear, and you're trying to find a little space, an opening uh, for you to go with the flow of traffic. I think being a part of a church body can feel a lot like that. You're going, people are moving. I see the movement around me, but I want to be a part of it, and I'm not sure how. Uh, We want to make sure as a church family that we are clear in how to become a part of what God is doing here at Christ Point. And the reason that we want people to know how they can be a part of what is taking place here at Christ Point is not just for the sake of assimilation. It's for the sake of discipleship, uh, because we believe that God is in the business of multiplying his church. He wants to change you in such a way that you change the person next to you. When Billy and I were in Jordan, one of the things that I will always remember is one of the leaders there said, life for us and our ministry changed when we moved from addition to multiplication. And what he meant by that is when we move from thinking that I am responsible just for discipling everyone that I can disciple and then I'm done. And he said, you don't think of it that way. You think of it, you're pouring your life into uh, a few others, and then they are pouring their lives into a few others. I wrote down on my phone, I said, James, change the math. Change the math. And so that's what we want to do. If you are a follower of Jesus, we believe that God wants you to give away what he has given to you. Oftentimes, I use the illustration of a hot potato. I don't know if you've ever played hot potato before. You're passing the hot potato around, the music's playing, and then when it stops, like the goal is for you not to be holding on to it. Like that is the picture of the Christian life. God has entrusted something to you and to me. He's given a truth about himself to us. He's given us hope and life and his love, and we do not hold it like this. We give it away. And so that's what we want to do this year. If you're a part of Christ Point, we want you to know, how do I assimilate into this church body for the sake of discipleship so that we uh, can multiply? None of these things happen uh, without God moving and acting. And so I want us to pray uh, that God would move and act in 2023. And so would you bow with me for a word of prayer? And just in the quietness of your seat uh, for the next minute, for the next 60 seconds, would you pray toward uh, that end uh, this year? Would you pray with me?
Father God, we want to be about the business that you have called us to. Uh, We want to be uh, a faithful people uh, who are used by you uh, to point others to Jesus. A hope in life is found in him. And so I pray that we would live our lives in such a way that we would be used uh, by you uh, to point people to life. Uh, God, I pray this year that you would uh, miraculously and supernaturally provide resources that we currently don't have uh, so that we would be able to break ground and build uh, a church facility that would be used as a tool uh, to point people to you. I pray that it would be a place where people from our community come and hear news of life change, uh, hear news of hope, and hear news of life. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would raise up a godly leaders from within our church body who would use the gifts uh, that you've given to them uh, to pour into others. Uh, Lord, I pray for our elders. I pray for our men uh, who will step up and joyfully uh, serve and CP kids and pouring into their hearts and their lives and changing uh, by your grace the next generation for your namesake. And God, I pray that each and every person who is a part of Christ Point would uh, know their next step here at CP uh, so that they would be able uh, to pour into others and that you would grow your kingdom. Uh, God, we need you to do that. We can't do it in our own strength. And so I pray by the power of your spirit uh, that you would move and act. Uh, God, we love you. We thank you so much for loving us first. We pray these things in Jesus' name and by your spirit. Amen.